Amen. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians today, uh, chapter 12 this morning. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And today I want to preach a message entitled, Strength and Weaknesses. Strengths and Weaknesses today. And I want you to think for a moment as you're turning to uh, our scripture today in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Think about for a minute if you were to sit down and I was to interview you for a job. What would you say about your qualities? I mean, I'm talking about strengths and weaknesses today. If we were to ask to describe you, what are your strengths? What would you say? Loyal, trustworthy. Would you say you're punctual, that you're on time? Mm. What about... What about your weaknesses? I mean, if we were to think about for a minute, what, what are our strengths? What are our weaknesses? Amen. We can come to church, look all holy, have our tie on, have our nice dress on, have our, everything looking good. But what are our weaknesses? Because when we're at home, woo, come on, that's where the true colors show. Amen. Oh, it's quiet up in here. That's where the true colors show when you're at home, at, uh, you know, at night. Oh, man, when you're struggling. What are your weaknesses? If we were to ask God, God, take us to your dress. God, zoom in in Bean Lee. Zoom in right there. Man, that's a scary thought. Zoom in into your house. Saturday night, 10 p.m., you're all alone. Woo! This, you know, you get a message or you message someone or you receive a message. What are you wearing? Uh, I'm wearing the armor of God. What are your weaknesses? Come on now. I mean, we're talking about our strengths and weaknesses. And in our text, the Bible shows us some interesting truths. And so let's turn that this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. Listen to this. Paul writes and he says this. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul writes and he says, Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities, that the power of Christ, everyone say power of Christ, may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasures in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses. He takes joy in these. He takes pleasures in these things. What a weirdo. (laughs) He takes pleasures in sicknesses, infirmities, reproaches. Listen to this. For Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Woo! For when I am weak, then I am strong. Hallelujah. God, I pray this morning that you send forth your word. God, that it would pierce every heart. God, that it would indeed cause us to grow and mature. Lord, not just be Sunday Christians, but be everyday disciples of you. And I pray, God, that you strengthen the weak this morning. God, that you give us an understanding of your word. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. So number one, if you're taking note, let's consider weaknesses for a minute. Weakness. The dictionary meaning of weakness uh, is the state or condition of being weak. Weakness is defined as a lack of strength or a character flaw. Something that maybe you cannot even resist. I mean, when you're short-tempered, when you're quick to anger, that is an example of a weakness. When you can't resist chocolate, hey, when you can't resist fast food, that is an example of your weakness. 
And notice what Paul says, because this is where we're going to get to this morning. Paul says, he said to me, he said to me, my grace. Think about it. He said to me. I mean, Paul has had this personal revelation, this encounter with God, that, God's, that he gets this, uh, this revelation, this understanding. God spoke to me and said, my grace is sufficient for you. I mean, that alone should set people free. No matter where you come from, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, God's grace is sufficient for you. Sufficient means it's just enough. Sufficient means His grace is sufficient means it compensates for your shortcomings. His grace makes up for your lack. His grace is enough for you. But today, listen very carefully, the letter wasn't intended for sinners. It was for believers. He's writing to the church. Listen today, this morning, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, a follower of Jesus Christ. Man, you know what? You know, you can meet people who are Catholics. They go to church, but yet they're not a follower of Jesus. People say, I'm a Christian. But man, their lifestyle doesn't show it at all. And so this letter wasn't intended for sinners. It was intended for the believers in Christ. And I want to encourage someone today. If you're a true believer of Jesus Christ, yes, we're not perfect. Yes, we don't have it all together. But if you are a true believer in Christ, I want to encourage someone, stop living under condemnation. Stop listening to the lies of the devil that you're not good enough, that you're not, you'll never be good enough, that you're not perfect. The truth is this, we'll never be good enough. Can you say amen? amen? That we're not perfect, that we won't have it all together, that we won't have all our ducks in a row and we're like, oh, perfect, polished Christian. No, you're fooling yourself and you're fooling God. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 5, listen to this, because our weakness makes us dependent on God. Write that down. Your weakness makes you dependent on God. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 5 says, Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency, but our sufficiency is from God. Did you get that this morning? Have a listen to 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. There is a power that lives within you. Listen to that. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. That you know what? Hey, listen, sister, you might not have it together. Brother, you might not have it together. But listen, Paul is saying his grace is sufficient. That even in your lack, that even when you feel like you're weak, listen, it's so that the power of God may be coming from him, not from our own selves. John says in John 15, uh, Jesus says in John chapter 15, verse 4, abide in me. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Get that today. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. This is Jesus speaking. In verse 5 of John 15, it uh, says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. We can't do anything we can't do nothing without Christ. We need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what we're talking about. This is the gospel message. It's His righteousness over our mistakes. It's His grace over our shortcomings. We all need Jesus. Can you say amen? 
We need him more than ever. The day is approaching that evil is around us so much. And we need Jesus. Hallelujah. It's only through him that we can change. It's only through Christ that we can be transformed. That the church could say, listen, you got some mistakes. You got some failures. Come to Christ. Repent of your sin. Let him forgive you. Let him give you the grace that you need. Come in and get transformed by the power of Jesus. But listen, throughout your walk with Christ, yeah, you won't get it all together. But if you're continuing forward. Paul says, even through sickness, Paul says, even through his infirmities, the things, the trials and tribulations, he'd rather have joy in that. Because through weakness, strength is being made perfect. When someone is converted today, that's what we need. We need true conversions. We need people who just run to Christ. I mean, we're not here, listen today, we're not here to run people's lives. I'm not here to say, where were you? What are you doing? How come you you shouldn't do this? Listen, I'm not here to run your life. We are to be disciples of Jesus Christ. When someone is converted today, tonight, listen, it's through God's Spirit working inside of them. It's not someone trying to manipulate. Listen, you try, you got to conform to this. No, no, no. We need His Spirit. We need His power. We need God to move in our lives today. Being a disciple of Jesus Christ is not about behavior modification. It's about transformation. It's not about, hey, listen, you need to do this. You need, no, no, no. We need his transformation power. And I don't want to just preach motivation. I don't want to preach to tickle your ears. Man, we need more than that. Can you say amen? We need revelation. We need the power of God speaking through people where God, where Paul got this revelation. God said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Listen, you got to get that revelation yourself. Because if you don't, you'd be living under condemnation. Oh man, I I don't have it right. I don't do, I can't do this. You'll sin and sin and sin, but you got to get this revelation. My grace is sufficient for you. It's enough for you. It's enough for you that even in your weakest moments, God's grace is an opportunity to save. Can you say amen today? Listen to this. Romans 5 verse 8 says, But demonstration, but he demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That even in our own sin, even in our weakness, our fallen state, that Christ died for us. Listen, the Holy Spirit will convict you of your sin. If you're living in sin today, listen, His Spirit will move upon you and He will bring you to a place of humility and brokenness so that you can respond to His Spirit and His working in your life, that you can repent, that you can turn from your sin, allow Christ to fix you on the inside. Amen. Accept Christ today and He will do anything in your heart this morning. Amen. Glory to God. And our text says this, Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities, sickness, ailments. That's talking about that. That the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasures in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So let's talk about strength this morning. And we've established already that our strength is not of ourselves. It's dependent on Christ. Our strength is in Christ. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, come on. You might be a parent here today. You might feel like, man, I can't do this. Can I encourage you today? You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And it's only through Jesus Christ. Zechariah 4 verse 6. So he answered and said to me, again, this revelation that Zechariah has, this word is from the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. I'm telling you, we need the power, just like we sang today. We need His Holy Ghost power to move through us every single day of our lives. Because I'm telling you, if we work through it only by our own strength, listen, that's just pure arrogance. You're saying, listen, I've got, I got this God, I can do this on my own. And you do, you carry on in your life, and life gets heavy, heavy, heavy because you're carrying the burden. But when you come to a point where you respond to His Spirit, say, you know what, God, I'm giving to you in my weakness. There I am made strong because of Christ. He's able to move through me. The early church in Acts, Jesus was speaking to His disciples, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The early church needed power. The early church in Acts didn't need some few men who just want position and vie for power and, and be seen throughout. Listen, no, no, no. We needed, the church needed the power of the Holy Spirit. Meaning the church depended on Christ alone. We ought to be not a self-sufficient people, but grace-sufficient people. Amen? God's power to rest upon us. Men and women who understand nothing alone but His grace. We're moved with a spirit-filled faith rather than a performance-based faith. I'm telling you, you can come to church. Oh, yeah, I just got to you know, come to church. I've got to be at outreach. Maybe God will, you know bless me. Man, that's performance-based. Maybe if I come to pray, pastor might see me at prayer. No, no, that's performance-based. That's, that's wrong theology. But I'm telling you, when you move by His Spirit, when you allow Christ to move in you, it's not, I have to, it's, I want to now. It's, man, I don't want to just come to church punching the clock. It's like, you know, God's Spirit's moving in me. I want to be at church. Even though when I'm tired, even though I'm weak, because I know when I'm weak, He's strong. And so you know what? you got to move through the grace of God. It's not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit. Christ working through us. So that we could testify, you know what, of God's power, not of our own self. Not man's ability, but God's ability. Can you say amen? And that's why these stories, there's countless and countless of stories where God moved and done miracles because of people understood. Listen, it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Now Gideon was a classic example. This is a guy who uh, ran an army and God says to Gideon, Gideon, you need to reduce your men. You got too many men. And so if the men go to battle, they'd say, oh, it was by our own sword that we killed our enemies. And so God speaks to Gideon, reduce your men. And Gideon was uh, obedient. And he says, you know what? Okay, let's reduce them down to only a few hundred men. And God brings a victory because we can testify, they can testify of God's powerful work. Our strength is in Christ. The church power is not in man-made's own ability, but it's in Christ's spirit. David and Goliath, another classic example. 
David could have just gone out trying, you know what, put on his armor, which he did. And he was like, man, this is too much and I can't do it. So he went out and with the spirit of the Lord. And he began to defeat Goliath. Strength is made perfect in our weakness. There is a strength that is promised as well. That's morally and spiritually. Listen to Psalms chapter 119 verse 28. My soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. My soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. God has promised strength to the believer today. Proverbs chapter 29. The way of the Lord is strength for the upright. You got to understand that today. The way of the Lord is strength for the upright. But destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. Listen today, you, you come to church and you still sin. Listen, I want to tell you this morning, you won't be strengthened according to God today. You, you figure out, it's like, man, how come I'm weak? How come? I? Listen, you got to strengthen yourself according to His Word. You find strength in reading. You find strength in His presence. One of my favorite verses, Isaiah 40, verse 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their, what? The strength shall renew their strength. They shall mount up as wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Listen, there's strength when it comes to someone who decides to say, you know what, God, I can't do this on my own. I'm going to wait upon you. I'm going to wait upon you, Jesus. Yes, I want to do things my own way, but I don't want to do it because there'll be heaviness, there'll be destruction. But when we decide to say, you know what, God, I'm going to do things your way. I want to wait upon you. That's where God begins to give you strength. And it's through God's word, it reminds us of our weakness, reminds us of our dependence on God. It reminds us all about everything that we're talking about. In essence, is this, it's having a spirit of humility. It's a, having this spirit of humility. And this is why, you know what, pride is a real danger when it comes to the church. You know, pride is the, the killer. You know, here it is, the angel, Lucifer in heaven. And here it is, pride gets into his heart. I will ascend, I will be above, I will do this. And yet because of pride, he was thrown and kicked out of heaven. And pride, listen, will kill your heart. Pride will attack your soul. You know what, you think you can do it alone. Listen, you can't. That's why we need Jesus. That's why we need his grace. A refusal to allow God's work, uh, God to work in your life is pride. You're saying, man, I can do this on my own. That's pride. Listen to Proverbs 14, verse 14, because when you live according to what you think, be careful for Proverbs 14, verse 14. The backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways. Did you get that this morning? The backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways, saying, you know what, God, I don't want to do your thing anymore. God, I don't want to live by your word. God, I, oh man, you know what? I, I don't want to do that. There's people that I, you know what? I just want to hurt. There's people that I want to go against. Listen, you got to do it because backslide and heart will be filled with his own ways. And when you do that, you will begin to be going back and back and back into your own ways. But listen to this. But a good man will be satisfied from above. Hallelujah, but a good man will be satisfied from above because he understands, you know what, God, I need your grace. God, I need your spirit at work in me. Because when you do so, that begins to come against the spirit of a backsliding heart that says, you know what, yeah, I want to do things my own, but I want to be satisfied from above. 
God, your grace is sufficient for me. Pride always will want you to do things your own way and not God's way. But can I remind you out of Isaiah chapter 55? For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Can we be people that choose to live God's way? Can we be parents? Can we be mothers and fathers, disciples that say, you know what? Less of self, more like Christ. That we could be like Jesus. That we could live like Christ. That we would walk like Christ. Talk like Christ. When we humble ourselves and say, you know what, God? I don't want to work in a spirit of pride. God, deal with people with pride. That's why when you, whenever there's people that try to manipulate for position, listen, it's God who brings and exalts people. It's God's spirit that brings to the attention of a shepherd. Hey, listen, this morning, deal with some of the things in your heart. Is it pride? What's stopping you from going forward? Is it pride? What's stopping you from doing the will of God for your life? Is it pride? What's stopping you from moving into your destiny? Is it pride? Because I'm telling you, pride is the killer of the faith. Pride is the killer of our faith today because it's saying, God, I resist you. God, I don't. God, yes, thank you for your word, but I'm going to just do things my way. Just for now. Just listen. If you do that, you just keep doing it over and over and over again. And what ends up happening, pride begins to callous your heart. That now you don't believe faith anymore. Now you don't move by the spirit anymore because of pride. But when you begin to say, you know what, God, I'm weak. Man, God, you know what? I can't do this. That's the key. God begins to move when we are weak. When we begin to say, God, listen, I need your power. I need your presence. It's saying, you know what? Our weaknesses are dependent on God. It makes us dependent on Christ. And so today, I want to encourage you this morning. Let's continue to be a people of faith that trust in Him, that begin to move through a spirit of humility. Can you say amen today? Amen. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Very simple message this morning. Get a revelation of His grace for your life. Are you living a performance-based faith? Where you just feel condemned, condemned. You just don't have it together and you just keep falling in sin and round and round in circles. Get a revelation of His grace. Because this is exactly what we're talking about, humility. You know, God, I can't do this on my own. The letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. We need His Spirit. We need His anointing. We need His power. I want to give an invitation today. Maybe you're here this morning and your heart's not right with God. I want to give an invitation today. The Bible says that it's appointed for man to die once, then comes judgment. Friend, I want to ask you the question, where will you spend eternity if you were to die today? Where will you spend eternity if you were to die today? The Bible says, Jesus says, Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, and I will say to them, This is Jesus speaking, Depart from me, I never knew you. But then Jesus says to the believer, Those who have, been, uh, who have repented of sin and asked for Christ's forgiveness, He says, Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. So what's it going to be, friend? Is it well done or is it depart from me? I never knew you.
Because we can come to church and be like, oh yeah, I came to church. Oh yeah, I knew about Jesus. But did you have a relationship with him? If he was to speak to you today, what would he say to you? You know in your heart of hearts, you don't have assurance that your name's not written in the Lamb's book of life. But today you want to give your life to Christ. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You're not saved. You're backslidden in your heart. I want you to do one thing. Just raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. I'm not saved. I'm, I want to be born again. If that's you, raise your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. Lift up your hand today. Just say, yes, God, I, I'm, I'm away from you. You're away from God. You know your heart's not right with God today. Lift your hand. Say, yes, that's me. Lift your hand. Say, yes, that's me. Oh, God's moving upon hearts this morning. God wants to touch your soul. God wants to minister upon your life this morning. You're not saved. You're not born again. Lift up your hand with mine and say, yes, that's me. It's you today. Amen. I see that hand. Anyone else? You want to join this honest heart? Lift up your hand and say, yes, that's me. I need Christ. I need Jesus. Lift your hand with this honest heart. Say, yes, that's me. You're backslidden. I see that hand. Anyone else want to join us on his hearts? Say, you know what? I'm not right with God. If I were to die today, I know I wouldn't make heaven my home. If that's you, would you raise your hand with these honest people? I see that hand. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? Amen. I see that hand. God bless you. Don't let pride stop you from entering those gates of heaven. Your own pride is what's stopping you this morning. If that's you today, say, yep, that's me. I want to give my life to Christ. This is just between you and Him. You got to have a relationship with Jesus, friend. You got to have a relationship with Him. It's not about coming to church. It's not about, uh, you know, wearing a suit.